0: and Moose Podcast. I'm Cat. And I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey, Cat. Hey, Moose. Hi, Sarah.
1: Hey, guys.
2: Sarah, we've been missing you this week more than Moose and I collectively normally miss you, at least in my experience.
1: Mm,
0: it's true.
2: It's really true because Moose and I have been together now for... Eight weeks (laughs) for 37 (laughs) weeks, um, to be exact, and
1: um, and we've really missed you being a part of that. I have too, but I have also seen and understood how necessary. It was for you guys to be away during that time. Yeah, it's been a really wild time. We went to
2: um, the dreaded, most adored, beloved, hated, loved, (laughs) hurricane-stricken event that happens every year in Orlando, Florida. It is the Christian Music Broadcaster's annual event called Momentum, and it's a big work conference that the three of us are typically really involved in, and um this time around Moose, you
0: and I you can, you went in on Sunday morning. I drove down to Orlando on Sunday so I got there Sunday night. Yeah. And I flew
2: down with the infamous Becky and um one of our clients and a few other people on Tuesday evening and um it was a heck of a conference, man.
0: Yeah, so a lot of our listeners are friends of ours. So many of you know the story, but we're going to share things from our perspective. Um, So we got down there and, um, you know, I guess I was there three total days or two and a half days. And Wednesday night we were at one of our little work functions and um, a very dear friend of ours um, whose husband has been battling cancer. Um, it was in the hospital for sort of a side situation. It felt like um, got a call that um, that he had a cardiac event, and so needed to leave immediately. And um, you know, there's a there's a lot here that I know that we want to share, um, but uh, it's been a really really hard few days, and. Um. You know, we went with our friend and and drove her, which there's funny stories in all of this that we have to cover because uh, it wouldn't be like us not to share all of it. Um, but we did, um, we did lose our friend, um, Steve this week and, uh, and you know, we're still grieving that to be completely honest. And, um, I think there'll be a lot of things that come out of that in future episodes But um, our role the past few days was simply to really be with the kids, be with their kids, our friend AJ and Steve. And so, um, you know, if anyone could pick a job for the two of us, I'm sure that would be at the top of the list. Don't you think that?
2: I really don't think that there are
0: many people
2: who would think of their entire Rolodex of people that they know and say, do you know who would be best in this situation? It would be Cat and Moose. It would definitely be Cat and Moose.
1: I 100% um, agree for what it's worth. (laughs) I would want to be babysat by you any day. Yeah, and maybe it's like kids 10 and older that
0: we, we do work with because these three kids of our friends... We're like, the three of us actually are aunties too, you know, like, um, I can't explain it, but we just are, we're the aunties. And so, um, (laughs) even though I would never pick us and it was a bad idea for some reason, (laughs) we were the ones that honestly got to spend this, um, incredible time with the family for sure, but especially the kids. And um, you know, I have some notes uh, of some thoughts that came up during this time. But I'm just curious, Kat. Like, what what's coming up for you after these past few days?
2: Well, I think the thing that that is coming up for me the most today is how incredibly close you can be to a situation, and how um how much that is so, um, it's just sacred. It's really sacred. It's like you and I found ourselves in what I'm going to assume is one of the most painful, one of the most memorable, one of the most sacred, holy, and also incredibly devastating experience that our, our friend, AJ and her kids have gone through and their extended family and friends as well. And, and we, we got to be there up close and personal, um, with them as they experienced the last moments of Steve's life. And, Hmm. um, that is something that I I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I'm so honored that we were there and we kind of joke like, oh, we're not the right people to have there. Mm-hmm. And and then at one point in time, AJ said, she's like, I can't think of anyone else that I would yeah. want here in this time right beside mm-hmm. me. And, and I just was so moved by like, okay, Kat, like if your precious little ego needs another reminder that mm-hmm. like, people love you and people lean on you and people receive from you and people give to you. Like this is a real strong confirmation of like to AJ in this moment, I was a part of what she needed. Yeah. And, um, and, and that just really, um, I think that's the thing that has just sat with me the most is that it's like, oh my gosh, like, We mean so much to one another and Moose, you and I had a completely philosophical, theological discussion about this, you know, in the car the other night as as we were bringing dinner to them. And we were talking about how it's like we we are such a part of one another and we each have God in us that maybe that does indeed mean that we are all more amazingly connected than we even know you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing that's, um, that's really been sitting with me is just how important, just how important we are to one another. So grab your loved ones, hold them close mm-hmm. and be so grateful for your role in their, in their lives, whatever, whatever that is.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like the opportunity to, um, you know, just being with the kids and answer questions that I never thought I would have to answer with you know from a child's mouth. Yeah. Um like you said it was a it was a very sacred holy experience. Yeah. And um the phrase that I heard coming up from so many people that um came by to check on their family and I just want to say it here because you know, it's like your whole world stops when somebody passes away. And I know so many of our listeners have been through this kind of thing, but I can't imagine as a child having that happen, um, you know, to a parent. So, um, but anyway, the kindness of God is what we all kept saying. There was this phrase and, you know, it wasn't, you know, we talked about spiritual bypassing, I think on the last episode, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't like making people feel better. It was that we found ourselves in so many spaces during those few days that we were there that had the most random people in our lives and in our careers in those same spaces because our friend Mm -hmm. Steve touched so many different lives Mm -hmm. in so many different areas. And there were times where we would be you know at their house or you know at one point we were spending some time with a couple friends after the fact who had driven in to try and get to see Steve before he did pass and and there was such a randomness to it that hmm. you know if you were just looking at from a very I'm human I'm not going to open up my spiritualness in this moment it was it felt random but when you mm-hmm. did open up that moment of going like what if this is not random and we are all exactly where we need to be right now mm-hmm. yeah. um and and that to me was the kindness of god was mm-hmm. that like i said there's people because of the pandemic i hadn't seen in a in a couple years or really spent time with in two or three years and we I mean, it was just insane how things lined up exactly as they mm-hmm. should be. Mm-hmm. And, and we were present for it. Yeah. And, and it, it also just
2: reminds me of how, like when you say that things lined up, like in an uncanny sort of way, mm-hmm. like there have been so mm-hmm. many things that have gone on in the past few days that are inexplicable other than something bigger and greater than, than each of us. It's that whole idea of like the sum, the sum is greater than the equal of the parts or whatever, you know, that phrase it's like, it's like, it really felt like one plus one equals three. And then three plus one equals 10 and 10 plus one equals 50. You know, it's like, it really, um, was such a good, strong reminder of how, like, while we may think that we are in control of certain things and and we try to navigate and manage certain things that actually, like, the control is not ours. And there's something really miserable and horrific about that. And there's also something really beautiful about that, that it's like, hey, the idea and you said this, if you said it once, you said it a hundred times, Moose, to me over the past few days, Cat, get back in the river.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you brought it up. So <laughs> I wrote that down too, Kat, because it, it was funny and also so poignant to both of us. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, a little history behind where this phrase come, came from. Uh, my therapist is the best therapist that ever did live. Um, and um, I I wish I could send lots of people to her, but she is my secret and I will never tell. <laughs> and one of the, one of the visualizations that she does that we all kind of joke about a little bit is uh, the river below the river or mm-hmm. r- Rio de Bajo del Rio. And, um, and it's this visualization where she has me get in the river and then go deeper and deeper and deeper. And what it does is it starts to peel off those, um, those social self pieces that we always talk about so that you can really get to that ins- essential self and answer the questions that you have mm-hmm. from that place. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, also just to be present, the whole point of the river is that you get in it and it flows and you yeah. go with the river. So yeah. So that, that is really the point. Um, but it was interesting because I found, you know, here we were navigating the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we headed to see our friend, um, you know, we were trying to get there before anything happened. And, and there were just so many things that popped up where we were really just like unsure of what the right decision was or the right thing to do was. And Um, so there would be times you and I would be in the car and we'd both be like, okay, what do we do here? What's the best thing? And, and I would just yell, cat, get back in the river. (laughs) And we would just laugh. And then you would yell it back at me and the whole idea was we can overthink this and we Mm -hmm. can, you know, we can totally be like, here are the options, A, B, and C. And that's great. I'm not saying there isn't a time for that, but in that moment, we just needed to choose presence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I've, I've been taught, um, in, in mostly in school, a little bit in therapy, but mostly in school that, um, if you show up to a session and you have positive intentions for the client, and if you are present with the client, you can't really have an unproductive bad session. Yeah. Like that's it. And I like, like when, when my like mentors and instructors tell that to me, I like do this giant eye roll because I'm like, okay, wah, wah. but like, what if I don't remember, you know, move number 17 from the Swedish you know, routine that we've been taught, then I'm going to screw up the whole massage. And it's like, no, actually, like if you are just intentional and present, like that is what is going to be the most meaningful to the client. And I had a client today um, when I was in clinic and um, she was telling me some of her ailments that she had. And I gave a bodywork session to her that is like None other than I've ever given in my life. And I worked really, really hard to go, okay, do that thing that you and Moose have been talking about and do it right here at the table, like actually believe that being present and being in the moment is what is going to be the most meaningful to this client. And she had a wonderful session. Like it right. was, it was wonderful. And and I think that having you beside me this whole time and having me beside you this whole time, reminding each other to get back in the river that that way woo we way, the effortless action was really, really like a, a life lesson that I can't, well, I I probably can unlearn it. I don't want to unlearn it. Yeah, like I I feel like that was really really important, and everything from getting a, a tattoo from AJ and Steve's youngest child on my arm two days in a row <laughs> to being there to hold their son after his dad had passed. It's like that yeah. that was yeah. more important than anything I could yeah. quote unquote do
1: yes absolutely
2: more than anything that i could i could manufacture or say yeah you know and it's like golly it's like what if we lived our lives like that yeah
0: i know <clears throat> are you okay sarah yep
1: i had a little frog
0: it's okay we well can have frogs. speaking oh, of <laughs> oh, okay you guys uh, uh, this is the only place That we can explore this and it not be crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sarah just said, I have a little frog. I have not told her any of this cat. I cannot wait. Are you kidding me? I haven't told her any of it. I wanted her to hear it for the first time. Oh my gosh. This is uncanny. This is uncanny. I'm excited. It's uncanny. Great. This is better than the vegan cream filled egg. Okay, I just have to tell that story really quick. We played this American, it's called Real America, which don't worry, it's not scary as it sounds. But, um. It's not as scary as the Real America. <laughs> what year did this come out? It, actually, he made a very good point. Their son made a very good point. This came out before Trump, so it's a safe game. Um, but, uh anyway it was actually really fun and we all got very competitive but we played it with their son multiple times while we were there and um the youngest daughter came up and told us that the loser which is this is how you know the loser wins a cream-filled vegan chocolate egg oh the loser (laughs) Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah. And guess what? The loser should have won that because I tried it and it was terrible. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Sarah. You do not want <laughs> to be the loser in this no. game. No. Do, do you have
1: to eat the whole thing? You. Well, you're given. You're given it. You're given it. And it's up to you. You're a guest at this person's house. Yes. Yeah. There, so you try there it. An,
2: there is an expectation that you receive that hospitality. And so, of course there's a loser in a game that has to do with intellect, and that would be me. Really? So okay. basically, no, I lost. Well, okay. You, you, like, almost won the game, Kat. The second time. Okay. The second time. The okay. first time, I, like, you guys were both, like, heckling me and making fun of me because I was so <laughs> stupid.
0: Okay. Like, that is I, not true. Can you admit that that is not true? I have no. never heckled. Your. are
1: we gotta go back and deal with that outside of the podcast (laughs) okay wait wait wait. so who won Satchel of course yeah Satchel won by the way I just need to remind our listeners really quick that's good Satchel is the first person we have ever interviewed on this podcast yes and Satchel is 14 14 years old smarter than the the collective three of us and and possibly a good portion of our listeners (laughs) it is possible (laughs) I won't put anyone in that category. You can put yourself there if you'd like. Except our listeners.
0: <laughs> if you're listening, she just put you in that category. Welcome, guys. We we
2: are a community and we will be together in our intellect and in our non-intellect. Right. And
1: and communally, well, uh, that's weird. Uh, together still combined, Satchel is smarter. Somehow. Yes.
2: Yes. That's all you I was you. trying to say. Yeah. Very, very intelligent. Okay, so Moose, you got the vegan cream-filled egg. I'm sorry about this.
0: Yeah, did you
2: even try it? Oh, yes, I did. And I proceeded very swiftly, faster than my little legs have ever run, <laughs> to the trash can to empty the vegan cream-filled egg out of my uh, mandible orifice.
1: Oh, So is this supposed to be a tasty like dessert or is it a breakfast thing? Is it Sarah? It's an
2: Easter candy.
1: It's it's like a Cadbury.
0: egg. It's like the option Uh, for those who cannot have dairy. It's like a Cadbury egg. And it is not like a Cadbury egg at all. (laughs) I I (laughs) would say so. Say not. (laughs) It it is. uh, I I don't know what you would put. Like, look, if you're going to be a vegan, be a vegan. I understand. But when it comes to chocolate things, No. There's no comparison
2: really there, there really isn't and like all the fake things like basically imagine chocolate being made out of um, a branch off of the tree outside a of the bran- house
0: <laughs> Wait the chocolate was the worst part for you whatever no. the filling was was the worst part for me
2: yes and I think that that was made out of something in between like so <laughs> lotion and cat litter <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It didn't have that that uh, texture, but I hear you. It did. It did have that texture. It did not get swallowed by me either. So I'm <laughs> sorry for all the children who are dairy sensitive. What did you do with your portion? Oh, I spit it out as well. Where? I, I don't know. I wasn't even embarrassed that I, I mean, they thought it was awful too. Like there was a reason it went to the loser. Like, it's not like they were sneaking off in the corner and eating this stuff. That's how right. you keep your kids from eating candy guys. Right. Right. Get them vegan candy. <laughs> yes. Okay. So back to the frog and then I do need to hit the river again. So, but tell cat, tell us about the frog. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: my understanding is that there were several people, um, one, our our friend and listener, Sarah, who I got to hug for the briefest moment at Momentum, and it just wasn't enough, Sarah. I just want you to know it wasn't. It was enough, so you are enough. <laughs> I, Cat, did not get to hug you enough because I really love you, and I love that you listen. And my understanding is that you and several other people, said something to moose along the lines of i hope that there is some sort of sign where steve is able to show you after he crosses over that he is still with us i just hope there is something that that shows that to you guys. And so we were like, okay, cool. Like that's very, like we can make that work within like the, the Judeo Christian perspective. We can make that work within the whole, like all the other perspectives. And so, okay. Yes. Like we will hope for that too. And in the midst of so much grief, like it's, it seems impossible that something like that is going to happen. And so Moose, you and our dear friends, um, Jeff and Shimmy, who neither of us have spent much time with, in the past several years, mostly because of COVID and also the past seven momentums have been canceled because of hurricanes. <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, we're sitting together with Jeff and Shimmy and we're kind of debriefing the day and all of the sudden, like seemingly out of nowhere, Shimmy notices that there is a tiny frog on his shoulder
0: well he doesn't just notice he he jumped because the thing landed there but this thing is like i mean how big was it cat like maybe three inches like maybe maybe
2: like a two inches long like from his butt to his head and then maybe like three quarters of an inch high Yes. I mean, he wasn't a huge dude. I mean, but but he was still a significantly sized animal that like when you feel it land on your shoulder, it's like, oh, gosh, what is that? And then the frog went from Shimmy's shoulder to
0: the edge of the table right where you were sitting, Moose. And stared at me. Stared. And we were literally talking about our friend Steve. It was the evening after he passed. And I... <laughs> apparently I'm not afraid anymore of looking like a crazy person. (laughs) I'm processing this right now. I am in the river right now. Um, But I said, it's Steve, which I can understand might sound absolutely crazy. But we were literally talking about him, like, like Shimmy was talking about him, and here comes this frog. And this frog stares and then this frog, you know, sort of like just circles us to say hello. Well, and one thing that, that I want to say to you is that
2: everybody absolutely freaked the out. Yeah. Everybody freaked out. And I said, and I know this because I went back and listened to our conversation that I had inadvertently recorded. I said, hey guys, can we settle down and consider that the frog maybe has something to say to us? And so then like at that point, everybody kind of chilled out. And then that's when I think you began the intense gaze exchange.
0: I totally agree. You you were the bridge to get us to the spiritual side. (laughs) Because I'll be honest, we were not just talking about Steve. We were also talking about Palmetto bugs. Yes. Which only in Florida do they call roaches palmetto bugs. What?
2: Yeah, these water bugs. That's bullshit.
0: I've never even heard that. So when Shimmy showed me his arm, which had the frog on it, my first my brain went to it's a roach and that is why i freaked out Mm -hmm. but okay so we've talked about the book animal power that is incredible if you haven't ordered it uh go order it we have no connection to it except that it's amazing cat has bought three and i have one on my coffee table as we speak but we looked up the frog immediately because again like we're just trying to pay attention we may not get any of this right but why not just pay attention and so The frog as a spirit animal reminds us of the transient nature of our lives. Like y'all, come on. Hmm. It's a symbol of transition and transformation. Hmm. And this animal supports us in times of change. Dang. Right? I mean, just like. So I just want to read a little bit further. The frog symbolism appears in many traditions around the globe. It is generally associated with the water element and its cleansing attributes. The frog is symbolic of cleansing, renewal, rebirth, transformation, life's mysteries, and ancient wisdom. And I just, as crazy as that may sound, I think that jesus himself may have sent us a frog actually there were two let's be clear later this other frog which is an adult frog comes out of nowhere which made our friend jeff immediately think a plague was happening instead of (laughs) believing in the goodness which you did remind us again this doesn't have to be bad um but we're just sitting outside of a like urban hotel (laughs) and these two frogs end up right next to us. It was insane. And and one thing that I want to say about that quick, I didn't
2: remember the part about the frog, um, representing or being represented by the water element and the water element has to do if you, um, you, couple it with um, Chinese five element theory and traditional Chinese medicine or classic Chinese medicine. Um, it has to do with the energy flows of the urinary bladder and the kidney meridians um, and those organs, which control water essentially think about your, your bladder mm-hmm. and your kidneys. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like that controls water. One of the things that is also associated with, um with that element um is like is quiet and time to like go in to yeah, oneself uh, and kind of be like in in hibernation and the element that comes right after it is rebirth. Whoa.
0: Wow. So
2: it's really cool that the mother element to water is uh metal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: One of the emotions associated with the metal element is grief. No way. Uh, So we go from grief to a time of like holding and reflecting to a time of rebirth. And so the fact that that frog was in between transition in between grief and rebirth, my God, that's symbolic.
1: Guys, I have to add something else. Just another layer, please. So my mom has been in town this weekend, um, which is a big part of why I couldn't come be down there with you guys. It was already just pre-planned stuff. And um, before she had arrived, so this was Thursday night. I just look back on our text thread. This would have been the night before Steve passed. You guys were hanging out with the kids. But like one of the next things that I sent to our little group thing was a video of this toad. That has lived at my house since we've moved in. And I sent the video that just was like me rubbing its little back and saying the toad is back. And then the next two pictures were here's the same toad from last summer, July 10th, and the same toad from July of 2020. So there were three pictures in a row that I had just sent frog. I don't know if it's a toad frog, but it was so interesting because with my mom being in town, I told her about that like how funny this showed up and here's this toad that lives here. And I read the thing of the animal book about the frog. Wow. I'm not kidding on Friday night. That's amazing. That's amazing. Talk about like, talk about
2: synchronicities and, and all of that. It's like, don't, don't try and tell me that we are not all connected, that we are not all a part of one another. And that spirit is not with us because spirit is most definitely with us. And whether that frog represented what we needed to see and feel in that moment right, or whether that frog was sent to us by Steve or whether that frog was a different embodiment of Steve in that moment, there is no telling. Like we can't possibly know. Right. And we can take, we can take all the beautifulness from it. That that we experienced and just celebrate that. And Sarah, even like over a thousand miles away, like you had an experience that was connected to what we were experiencing. Totally
1: like, yeah. how cool is that? It's amazing. It's so amazing. I love it.
0: it. And that's where, like, to me, I don't care if we sound crazy. Because the mystery of it all is so stinking beautiful to me. Right. And
2: and if it's too crazy for you, like there are a lot of podcasts out there that you can check out. Like there are amazing <laughs> podcasts. Like Gwen and Doyle's podcast is amazing. <laughs> My Favorite Murder is amazing. Like Jonah the Whale is amazing. Like there are a lot of really great podcasts out there that might be a little more like like in between your boundaries of what is okay. And I invite you to leave here and go there if that, if that is. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are like any one of the three of us, then we invite you to stay and roll around in the mystery and the beauty and the fantastical, um, absolutely phenomenological thing that is our life and our our experiences. Yeah, and that's right. Um, when I talk about phenomenological and I talk about things that are just out of this world, I, I would like to remind us um, of the night that we checked into our hotel room, (laughs) Moose.
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't know when that was, or I can't, uh, I'm having a hard time. My brain is still putting some things together.
2: Well, you might remember that again, phenomenologically amazing. I spent almost seven hours in a vehicle with the other best friend.
0: Oh, yes. So
2: I was with Megan and Megan and I talked nonstop for almost seven hours. Hours, Your other best friend is so f- <laughs> cool. Like she's so amazing. And like, I totally get like why she is your best friend. And when you guys and she and I all arrived at the hotel, like we dropped AJ off at her house. We grabbed you. We went to the hotel. And when we checked into the hotel, I remember that day my foot was hurting really bad because I've got this like recurring injury. And I thought, damn it, I'm going to get to that desk before Moose gets there and tries to pay for everything and blah, blah, blah.
0: Oh, I know what you're talking
2: about. So I go into the hotel. I'm like dragging my suitcase and my backpack in my right leg behind the rest <laughs> of my body as I'm trying to hobble into the hotel. And, um, I am greeted by none other than Nancy. Nancy was the <laughs> worker. She, I had called her and said, Hey, like we're landing at like four o'clock in the morning. Can we just like, what, what do we do to get a room and blah, blah, blah. And so Nancy says, um, you know, here, here's the thing. I need your credit card, your driver's license or whatever. So I put it all up there for her. And then you showed up and, and bullied me and put your credit card down. And we can talk about that another time. And then she says, or actually you told her there are some hooligans out there in the parking lot without their shirts on and it's like four o'clock in the morning and there's like people out there drinking beer and smoking cigarettes and blah 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 And, and she was like well she's like that's no good and she goes but it won't be much of a problem tomorrow night do you remember
0: why she said there'll be a sniper on our roof What? I mean, and just know, we've been driving for a good seven hours, I think, at that point. And so we may have misheard her. No, 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 we didn't. We know later (laughs) that we did not. But we learned that um, we were not going to get far away from sound checks that we had come from in Southern Florida or Middle Florida, Central Florida, because... There was going to be a country music festival next door and the world we live in, there needs to be snipers on the hotel next door. <laughs> our hotel. I mean, sorry.
2: Yes. Our hotel. Wow. Yeah. There was, there was meant to be a sniper on the roof of our hotel, right? which we saw later on. And, and then the night, the next night that we were there. We saw the sniper
0: do the changing of the guards.
2: We did. One sniper went in. Yep. Another sniper came out. No way.
0: It was wild, to be honest. Like, he literally is walking in with a bag that only could hold a rifle or something. And I looked at Kat and I was like, there's the sniper. Wait, Kat, am I crazy or was your dad a sniper? Um, My dad
2: was not a sniper. My dad was a, a U.S. Navy SEAL. A seal. Okay. Um, seals are extremely gifted and talented when it comes to navigating um, arms and yeah. weapons and stuff like that. Like they're trained to. So while he he wasn't labeled "quote unquote" a sniper, I think that my dad probably had a similar skill set to a sniper. Um, and my dad taught me how to shoot, and you know, I, I feel like that's why I'm a decent shot. And that's super cool
0: and there was a sniper on our roof yeah we had a sniper on our roof wow so who was
1: playing next door Brooks and Dunn and a bunch of country artists. Man, you can't get away, can you guys? No, we were just talking about how we just
2: like, like through like something that is like full of like pain and grief and something that none of us want to ever have to experience in our life. The the loss of a loved one. Like we were plucked out of momentum into a situation where it's like, well, we're here <laughs> And in the background, boom,
0: boom, boom,
2: <laughs> boom, boom. We hear like a kick drum. We wake up to sound check and we were we like. wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to a sound check right outside of our window.
0: We're like, oh, are we still in Orlando? No, we just found a hotel next to a festival fantastic (laughs) how was the rate expensive it was
1: really high it It was really high
2: and thank god thank god that moose covered our first (laughs) night i'm so grateful
0: (laughs) oh that's a story in itself okay i also have another thing i need to share you guys know i love bizarre stories and i ran across this a couple weeks ago and i've been wanting oh my god (laughs) That's such bullshit. It's not bullshit, Kat. I I have investigated it. <laughs> what does it say? Well, it says Ann Hodges is the only confirmed person in history to have been hit by a meteorite, which occurred in 1954.
1: After recovering from the ener- energy Energy? <laughs> I guess that would be something, too. You probably would get
2: them.
0: the energy that it took to get a tattoo that looks like a UFO. No, Kat, you are such a critic. <laughs> After recovering from the injury, she intended on keeping the meteorite, saying, I feel like the meteorite is mine, and I think God intended it for me. <laughs> After all, it hit me. Her landlord, Bertie Guy, however, believed that as it landed in her property, she should be granted custody. After the matter was taken to court and settled in favor of Anne, she donated the piece to the Alabama. Back to your home state, cat. Uh, this is why
2: it can't be real because her landlord was a guy named Birdie Guy,
0: and she was from Alabama. Okay, is it not real? Oh wait, uh, don't worry, I'm prepared for your criticism. <laughs> Okay, so there's a picture of her. If you're a patron, we'll post this. We'll send it. It looks like she
2: got a tattoo of a UFO. Look, it
0: came through her roof. Oh, wow. And it knocked her in the, what area of her body do you guys see? In say? the hip. <laughs> that would be the, the abdomen. That's not her hip? <laughs> it's her hip. It's like between her leg and belly. Okay. Well. She's shaped like me, so it sort of runs together. Okay. So I found it on wiki, which means that it is real. Okay. Okay. So here's more of it. Meteor meteorite fell through the skies of Silicauga. Is that how you say it, cat? Silicaga. Silicaga, Alabama. It's split into at least three fragments, which one of the fragments falling through a roof, hitting and bouncing off a radio. Then landing on Mrs. Hodges, who was napping on her couch. I mean, she's trying to take a nap and she gets struck by something from the sky. And then the the verbiage says it was
2: said to only be the large bruise on her upper thigh. Go back to the
0: picture. That is not upper thigh. It's not I thigh. agree. That's definitely a hip and abdomen. That is a hip. If I ever saw a hip. If Sarah's ever seen a hip, that's it. This is why this is bullshit. So members of the Maxwell Air Force Base went to the Hodges' home to look at and confiscate the meteorite. They confirmed its identity. Do you guys see it there on the right? A slice of the meteorite. It looks like a piece of bread. It looks like a piece of drywall. (laughs) Rye bread. It does look
1: like a piece of rye. It's Um, a piece of bread
2: from your telescope bag, Sarah. Yeah,
1: that's it. With the oats on top.
0: Yep. I just have to say... I mean, you have to be super unlucky to get hit by a meteorite. You know what I mean? Or really lucky to be
2: that That's like magnetic that you would attract a an object from outer space like i actually i actually welcome let me put it out here into the universe i welcome to be hit and not killed Mm. by a meteorite i want this to be a part of my story but then
1: kat for the rest of your life you'll have naysayers like you going is that true is this true and then you'll have to like fend for yourself. Yeah. She's got a fair point.
0: Yeah. But. And what if it does kill you? Well,
2: if it does kill me, then it'll just be up to the naysayers to criticize my death. And that'll piss all the people that are close That's to true. me yeah. off. You're right.
1: You'll have a, you'll have a bra. Yeah. A bra? Brawl. A brawl? A brawl. Oh, Big brawl. brawl.
0: Big brawl. brawl. brawl.
2: Big brow. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Okay, we totally need to do an entire episode because I know our listeners have, like, unexplained things. 100%. Yes, they definitely do. Like, come on, we've all got something like that. We do. It could be synchronicities or ghost stories. It could be you sitting on your deck with some crystals and all of a sudden they started levitating, Mm -hmm. Uh, like money just showing up out of nowhere or provisions of people
2: leaving stuff on your doorstep that you needed, that you never said out loud that you needed. Exactly. Like tampons. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) an insurance check coming
0: in, in the mail that you didn't expect. Exactly. Communicating with your animals. Oh yeah. I've been visited by my dog, Sam. And I really think that
2: that my current dog, Belle, has got part of Molly Pig's spirit because she has, like, a hound dog and she's a golden retriever.
0: <laughs> okay, what about when you see, like, on a clock, you constantly see, like, 11-11 or 3-33? Or I wake up almost every morning at 4-27. Really?
1: really? Yes. What about, like, premonitions or, like, dreams of things that come to pass? Like, prophetic dreams. Oh, yeah maybe you
0: were abducted by an alien in a ufo i need to know about that
1: yes absolutely so (laughs) so here's here's what's gonna stand out to me you guys may have your own opinions and interests but this is what me producer sarah is looking for you're looking for something juicy i want to see every adjective and all of the colorful imagery that you can muster so if writing is your style, then here's where to send that. Email us hello at cat and moose podcast.com. And if speaking is more your vibe, then you better leave me the most descriptive version of your story that you can give. Don't leave out a detail. And you can leave those messages for us here.
0: 1-866-K-A-T-M-O-O-5 We want your stories of the completely bizarre and unexplained. Like the time that you woke up and grandma was standing over you. (laughs) Send us your unexplained stories. Now.
2: So... I'm getting a phone call right now that I'm going to return as soon as we get done recording the podcast from my mom, who is in Sitka, Alaska today.
1: (gasps) Sitka, you don't say. I haven't been.
2: Why, Uh, Why is she there? She is in Sitka, Alaska with my sister and... Uh, my nephew and my mom uh, runs a senior center in Florence, Alabama, and is taking a bunch of her constituents, as well as my sister and my nephew, on an Alaskan cruise that started oh. yesterday.
1: Uh, it is it is the my favorite trip I've ever done. I it was on my bucket list. We went two years ago, a year and a half ago. Amazing.
2: Best trip I've ever had. I love it. So fun. I love it. So you can send all the good energy from your trip and your experience to my mom and my sister and my nephew who are in Sitka, Alaska today. We
0: love you guys. We love you. See some whales. Don't get hit by a meteorite though, guys. Or glacier. It's dangerous up there. Like the Northern Lights. Are they going to get to see the Northern
1: Lights? they do. Me too. Uh, I was talking to someone. I can't remember who it was, but they showed a picture of the Northern Lights that they had just seen in Alaska. And- Did you know, and I don't know how true this is, I haven't verified it, but by what they told me, apparently you only really see it through the camera lens. Like Mm -hmm. with the naked eye, you don't really see Mm -hmm. all of the green. Mm -hmm. The camera's the thing that that gives it that kind of glow uh, to be able to see through the camera lens. Again, I'm not sure if that's verified, so please. Oh, that
2: kind of makes me sad because I want to go and see it like with my own eyes. Like I was thinking about like... Flying up to like the northernmost point that Air Canada flies, I looked it up a few years ago. Um, so that I could go and see the northern lights in like super, super, super like northern Canada. And it's like 47 degrees below zero and all of that. And to think that I would need a
1: camera to do
2: that, I don't want to do it well,
1: anymore. I'm not saying you can't see it with your I think it's just the it's it's what changes the color, maybe the composition of it. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: We need a scientist on this episode, guys. On our science podcast. Somebody call in. Yeah. Did you guys know in the Alaska State song that it talks about sourdough? Like, here's the lyrics. Eight stars of gold on a field of blue. Alaska's flag, may it mean to you. The blue of the sea, the evening sky, the mountain lakes and the flowers nearby. The gold of the early sourdough's dream. What the hell does that mean? I love sourdough. The precious gold of the hills and streams, the brilliant stars in the northern sky, the bear, the dipper and shining high, the great north star with its steady light, o'er the land and sea, a beacon bright, Alaska's flag to Alaskans dear, the simple flag of the last frontier. That is a beautiful, beautiful poem. It's a song. Sorry. That's a really That's
2: beautiful a- song.
0: Why didn't you Thank sing it? You. Well, I don't know it, but um, I can send you the audio file if you want to share I'll it. I'll go ahead and find it for us. I did. I get. I did get some texts from some listeners Great. thanking me for the full coverage. we, we love 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 us. Brand name suggestion. And you're welcome. And I'd like to say that I
2: snapped yours really hard that first night in the hotel. In front of the other best
1: friend. Oh, dang. Yeah.
0: I'm so glad the two best friends have spent more time together and that you guys won't be so angry towards each other. Because, I mean, it was like... I'm not angry. Has she been angry? It was like WWF. Like, I thought you guys were going to get in the oh ring and fight for the title.
2: No, we figured out some mysteries that we've been trying to figure out about you for a long time, <laughs>
1: We need a whole episode for that. (laughs) Yeah, we should interview Megan. Why haven't we done that?
2: Yeah, we should totally interview Megan. We're not doing interviews again until the fall. True. And we are totally cool with that. And we just want to say at the end of this episode that Mm -hmm. we dedicate this episode to our friend Steve Strout. And we have a lot of love and want to surround with support and kindness our friend AJ and Steve and AJ's kids. And for all of you who know Steve and AJ, please continue to pray for them and offer your kindness and support. And um, it was a real honor to get to be a part of this process and what the future looks like together.
0: We love you guys. Producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to cat and Cat
1: and
0: Moose is a BP production.